0: Begin on the bottom line of where the Gemara continues discussing the Mishnah of the previous taf. Now as the Mishnah spoke about the conjugal obligations of the husband to his wife and the different timings of different types of husbands, how often do they have to have their Oina, that's the responsibility of having Bia with their wife. So the Gemara quotes in the Mishnah that said, that the students they're allowed to go out to learn in yeshiva, to learn Torah for a 30-day period, even without permission from their wife. Now on that, the Gemara asks, if it's birshos, if they have permission, kama, how long are they allowed to be away from their wives? So the Gemara answers, kama, the boy. What is it, what's the question? As long as they want to. If their wife lets them go away for a year, so let them go away for a year, because that's permitted. So the Gemara continues on top of Samach Bezim and Aleph, that the question is, urchademilzer kama. However, what would be derecheres, what would be normative, and that is he shouldn't be carrying sin, and that is, although he could talk her into it, how much should a person not do more than that, even though he could talk her into it? How much is normal in the sense of what's appropriate? Now, tice actually asks a, a, a question that is a famous story with that he went away for 12 years, then another 12 years, and all these other time in how did they go away for that long if as we'll see in the Gemara that the opinions are brought that it's not appropriate to go out for longer even if the wife lets. So Taisa explains that Rebbe Kiva and his wife, and those are the other stories, they didn't have to talk their wife into letting them go to learn But If you have to talk her into it, then yes, although you're allowed to go as long as she lets, although there are certain obligations, but she's forgiving on them. However, even though one could, one shouldn't go more than what the Gemara will shortly quote, However, here, their wives were happy that they went to learn Tyra. And they wanted them to become Talmudic scholars. And to the contrary, Teresa says. That is why they married them, so that they should go ahead and learn Tyra. So that's not a difficulty. Of course, they want that. Here, the Gemara is discussing regarding a wife that is okay with it, but she does have certain expectations. And then the question becomes regarding a regular wife that, again, he could talk her into it, but how much should he go, even though she lets? So Amarab Rav says, A month in yeshiva and a month at home. So like it says the pasuk in Devar Yom Aleph, the pasuk there says, That for all the things of the different portions of the people that were serving David HaMelech, Habo Yitz says that, Come and leave, every single month, for all the months of the year. Now, which means to say, the, the little translation of the pasuk sounds like, that all the diff- different people that are apportioned to serving the king are for one month. Now, that sounds like that actually they only worked for David one month out of the year. And the only thing you'd be able to learn from there would be actually one month in yeshiva and 11 months at home. So, but Rashi explains that Rav is expounding the superfluosity of the Pasik, which says, Habov so that's, That is expounding because essentially the Pasik could have said, That served the king, and instead of that, it adds on these words that "dvar that come and go, which sounds like that there were actually two different types of people that served the king. There were those that were there all the time and served with the other ones, which you had one group doing six months of the year every other one, and the other one that did the other six months every other one. And that's why it says "habav ayites." This one will come, and this one will go. Every single month, they would switch off, which comes out that it was a month by the king and a month in this house. So, too, here we learn out same thing is to learn in yeshiva is the same idea to have one month in your rebbe's house, just like they had by David HaMelech, and one month in one's house. So, we see even the pasuk that it makes sense, just like there there was a group that served the king would be one month in the house, and one month in by the by David HaMelech, and then the other group did that other that off month. So, too, the same thing could apply to learning in yeshiva. He says He says that it should be one month in yeshiva, one month learned by one's teacher, and two months at home. Shemekah says the expounds. It says, For one month they should be in Lebanon. In two months the man should be in his house. That's what the Paschum says. Now, the reason for this is, as Rashi explains, there were 30,000 men that were attacked upon the Jewish people that were sent to, to Lebanon, to go ahead and work, and help build the base of now, which comes out, that there were 10,000, every single month, now when, they, if you switch a rotation of, 10,000, if there's 30,000, and each month is 10,000, so it comes out, that, every third month, is when the person would come, to do his service, to build the base of Migdash, and, which means to say, that two months, he's in this house, and the same thing happened, for every single group, so we see, that it's appropriate, to be two months at home, and one month away, where a person has to go ahead and do his obligations. Now the Gemara asks, according to both interpretations, that one says one month at home, one month by his teacher, and one says two months at home, one month at his teacher. So the Gemara asks why each one doesn't say the other's interpretation. Why didn't he say from Rabbi Pasuk, where you see that two months at home is appropriate? So that the Gemara answers, because building the Besamigdash, which the Pasuk that Rabbi Yechonin is quoting from Malachim Aleph, is different because there was possible, based on the amount of the people that they had, that they, they could do the other work. So since it, it wasn't necessary for them to be there, because it was 30,000 divided by 3, 10 months every month, so that's why you were able to be 2 months at home. But when it can't be done by someone else, like learning one's own Torah, then it's like the other Pasuk that Rav brought from Deva Yom Aleph to be 1 month by the teacher and 1 month at home. Now think my time, Why didn't we learn from where you see that it's only one month at home, as we find by the Abdei David, that from Hababa V'yaitzis they would switch off. So I think my answer is Shani Hassam, we're going to tell you that there it's different. Because there's a profit. There's a dollar sign at the end of the whole thing because they get paid from the king for the work that they're doing. And therefore the wife will, will, will be happy with that, she'll be okay with that, that he's only one month at home instead of two months, because since he's bringing her all the food and the money and the jewelry and whatnot, so she's like, okay, it's okay that you don't stay home for two months. One month there, one month there. But by Talmud Tyra, it seems like it's his mitzvah, and therefore she's not so excited for him to be away for that long, and therefore she'd rather have him two months and one month away learning by his teacher, and that's why he says not to learn it from Avdi Dov, but rather learn it from the Bind Bessam Ikdash, which again, that we find that at least two months at home, and then one month away. Now the Gemara continues since we discussed this Machlikes Rav and Rebbe expounding the source for this halach of how long could a student in yeshiva go away for, even though he has permission, but not to do more because it might be a, 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 a grievous regard to his, to his wife. So we, we expound a different Machlikes Rav and Rebbe Echadon regarding a pasik. So i Rav. Rav. says, Anocha, a sigh. Sheveres chatzig goofesh It breaks half a person's body, like it says the pasuk in The "Va'ata ben adam and you, the son of man, he'anech sai b'sheverin mosnaim with the breaking of your loins, which is by the person's uh, top of a person's hip bones, which is half of the person's body, uvimiris and with bitterness te'anech you sigh." So again, we see that it breaks half the person's body, which is by the lower back. For bi'eichan amar and riechnet says. Avkal gufesh shaladim. Actually, a saw breaks the entire person's body. Shemake says the passing yicheskel. That'll be that when they will tell you, Amat anelach. What are you sawing about? Vamereta, and you will say, El shmur kibar because of the tidings that have come. Vanimes kalev, and every heart is melted. V'raffer kol yedayim, and every hand has weakened. V'kasa kol ruach, and every spirit has been dimmed. V'chobber kame talach demayim, and every knee is is going into water. So you see that the entire person's body, when he sighs, breaks. Now the Gemara asks, What does Rabbi Yechanan do with the other Pasuk of Rav? It says that it's only half the person's body, the breaking of the loins. But the Gemara says, That's where it starts from. It starts from the middle of the person's body, but then it extends to the entire body. So the Gemara says, But Rav has the Pasuk of Rabbi Yechanan that it says that Every heart melts, varafa kol and every hand gets weak, the kol ruach, and every spirit gets dim. There, it sounds like it's an entire body when the person sighs. that, the shani the That's different because that pasuk's in Togman, the reference of hearing the tidings of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. That's kifatuba. That's a really big besura uh, ra, a very bad tiding, where that affects the entire body. But a regular sigh only impacts half the person's body. Now, a related story regarding this previous discussion, the Gemara says, There was a Jew and a non-Jew. They were going on the road together. The non-Jew is not able to go and hold up and walk as fast as the Jew. So, as our previous Gemara said, he remind, he recalled them of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. He wanted to slow him down because he's in the sigh and his body is going to be breaking. So actually, he groaned and he sighed. And still the non-Jew was not able to catch up to the Jew. So the non-Jew said to him, Didn't you say, as the Gemma we just previously quoted, that a sigh breaks half a person's body? How are you still faster than me? So the Jew said to him, That's something that's a new, a new bad news, would definitely break a person and slow them down. But this that we've got used to already, Loi, this is not going to break us. The army Inchi, like people say, de tichle, a woman that's used to having her children die young and having to bury them, Loy vasa. so she doesn't become overwhelmed and frightened when one of them dies, because she's already used to this. It's a sad story, but she's used to her children dying and having to bury them. And therefore the same thing is the Jewish people. The base of Migdash has been destroyed for that many years. And there have been so many tragedies that have befallen the Jewish people that we're really used to that. And therefore, although it's something that obviously he's sad about, but that's not going to break and slow down the Jew. And that's why he wasn't able to catch up with them. The Gemara is discussing the mission that said regarding all the different types of individuals, what are their conjugal obligations, their responsibilities for the wife to have cohabitation with them? That often, how, how often is that? And that's because it's written in the Torah The oyna is an obligation of legal, That's an obligation towards one wife. So the Mishnah said, ha yam, The Tayalan have an obligation of having Oynu with their wife every single day. So the Gemara says, My are? what's the Tayalan? So the Rav says, B'nei pirke. It's the students that their teacher is in the same city as where they live, and the Rebbe teaches them that day, and they go to sleep at home, so they're available, and they're not working, so they can go ahead, and their obligation is to have Oynu every single night. On that, the to How can you say that? regarding Tamidic Tamodic scholars, who regarding them, the Pasuk says in Tehillim, to the worker men, in regards to re- reference to the Tamidic the Pasuk says, it's, it's futile, this, you who get up early, who stay up late sitting for your voluntary work, meaning for your work for income, who are eat the bread of sorrow, because actually, Ken Yitin, this is what Hashem will give, Li Sheyna. He's not going to give it necessarily to you who you work hard. He gives it to Yididei Sheyna. Now, Yididei Sheyna could be translated as Yidid as a beloved. But the way it's expounded in this Gemara is Yidid is from the word of Menadid, of shaking off. Where And Sheyna is a reference to sleep. For those who shake off Hashem's honor for His mitzvahs, the need to sleep, as Vamer Mitzvah, as Yitzchak responds, this is a reference to the wives of the Temeric scholars. Forget about even the Temeric scholars themselves. Where they shake off sleep from their eyes in this world because they're waiting up for their husbands who are still by their teacher in yeshiva, who are still learning. But they come to the next world and that's the, the merit of Yedide That's It's a reference to who's going to get this great reward, not you who are working, staying up late, getting a early. It's for the wives of the Temeric scholars. Now, but one thing we see is that at the time when people usually go to sleep, which the wife is shaking off sleep because her husband's not home, he's still learning in yeshiva. That he's not even home; he's in yeshiva. So, I'mr bnei pirkeh, and you say that, the, that the, the, the yeshiva students that they have time for every single night? Remember, when people are sleeping already, they're still in yeshiva learning. They're still by their teacher learning. How can you say that they're the ones who have time to have every single night? So, Elam Abayi rather Abayi says it's like Rav, like Rav explained. Because the Amorav Rav said, it's Rav Shmuel bar who are the tayyolim, who have an obligation of every single night to have inu with their wives. It's like Shmuel bar Shilas, who he was a, a teacher of, of little children, and he made a living off of that, as the Gemara explained in Daphnon Oman-Alf. Now, the ocha day, where he eats from his own money. The Shasimidide day, he drinks from his own things. The gandhi betuladapadne, and he sleeps under the shadow of his mansion, which that's the term that... Uh, it's the hatayol in this tula, is a, it's a term of shade, it's a reference to him who he sleeps in the, 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 his own house and his own, with his own food, his own drink, and moreover, and that is the, 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 the messenger of the Persian king doesn't come by his door to go ahead and collect for the service of the king because the king doesn't pay attention to him because he's not so wealthy So for the king to want to go ahead and get from the wealthy. So he's in this comfortable middle class, which is that he has enough for his needs, but he's not that wealthy where then the king demands certain things from him. Such a person who's so comfortable, he has, a, he has an obligation of every single night to have oinah with his wife. But not the yeshiva students who are in yeshiva at that time where normally one would go to sleep. Ravan, when Ravan came, he explained that these Hatayolan are kagayin mefanki are like the delicate ones of the West, meaning those who live in Eretz Yisrael that are, that delight in food and drink, and therefore they're healthy, and they have energy for tashmish, for habitation. those are the ones that have an obligation of having oina. As the Gemara illustrates this, that the Bnei Marava, there were certain ones, that were, they were very strong. So those who have the stamina, can go ahead and have oina every single night. As we find there, Bevo was in the bathhouse. Now So he had two servants that were serving him, helping him go into the bathhouse. Now, if his now, on that the, 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 the ground beneath the bath, this from the public bath, opened up. And that is underneath the bathhouse in the Talmudic times. There was a, a big cavity that all the hot water would go in there. And that there was danger of falling into that abyss. Now, Isramele Amuda, however, Rebbe found a pillar that he was able to grab onto. So he climbed up. And he, he, he dragged up with his other hand his two servants that were helping him up, and with the other hand he was dragging himself up that pillar. Similarly, we find this strength of those who are in Eretz Yisrael, who they have this energy, and therefore their obligation of is every single night. Rebi Yechin and have a kasalik bedagger. was walking up the stairs. <speaking in> have <Hebrew> a were supporting him. <speaking in> huse. <Hebrew> then the steps caved in beneath them. Salik vaskinu. <in Hebrew> So he climbed up what was left over there to be able to grab on and he dragged Rav Revasi up the steps. So the, 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 the Rabbi said to Rabbi Yechon: if that's the case that you're so strong, why do you have two students helping you walk up? So he said to them because I'm going to use up all my energy and I'm not going to have my students support, support me. So what energy am I going to be leaving for myself to use when I become old? So yes, although I'm very strong now, but I want to be able to maintain that. And therefore, I don't use it up and I have the younger ones help me along. Now the Mishnah said, so that was the Hatayolim, their obligation is, is every single night. But ha-payah lo the workers, their obligation is twice a week. Now the Kamara asked, but time we the time went the Bryce I says ha-payah lo-machas that the workers have an obligation only once a week. So I'm a it says lo kasha, it's not a contradiction. malacha when the, Here we're talking about that it's in our mission that its obligation is twice a week. It's talking about when they work in their same city where they live. So then there's an obligation of twice a week. But however, when it's said in the Brisa, it's only once a week. It's talking about when they work out of town. If they work in another city, so then they only have an obligation once a week. The workers have an obligation of twice a week which the B'risa qualifies it, is when they work in the city where they live, is when they work in another city, then their obligation is only once a week. Now, the Mishnah then continues, the donkey tribes is only once a week, because they go a little further out to go ahead and work. Now, the Gemara asks that the beginning of this Mishnah from the previous staff said anonymously a halacha that... If someone takes an oath from his wife not to have be with her, so Bisullah said that we only let them stay in that state of nedr up till a week. But more than a week, he has to go ahead and divorce her and give her a kisubah. Now that the Gemur asks, Rabba Labay, Tana Inon Tail the the Tana of the Mishnah, who doesn't make any differentiations, talks about Habalocha of Hamadist Ishmitash Mishamita, that it's only for one week that we let. Why pick one week when it's just for the category of the, the tayalim and of the workers? In other words, the, the halacha of saying that a neder for one week it requires him to have to divorce his wife, if he says, I'm not having for, for one week, shouldn't apply not to the sailors, not to the camel drivers, and neither to the donkey drivers, and not to the Talmudic scholars, because even the donkey drivers who, let's say we say their oina is once a week, so because of one day that he's missing, then he has to be, yes, eaten eating so he has to go ahead and give her a k'subah, but anyway, his ayin mean, is only once every seven days. And therefore, because now that it's for seven days, he's not doing it, and he'll be able to get it the next day, for that one day, he has to go ahead and divorce her? And for sure, by the, cam, by the camel drivers and the sailors, who totally are not in this category, because they're once every six months, so therefore comes at that, this halacha of mandating that if he takes a nether for seven, for seven days, that he has to go ahead and divorce her, seemingly only applies to tayyalam, with their obligation is every single night, and the payalim who work in the city where their obligation is twice a week. But why say it where it sounds like it's, it's told about a, a universal halacha when seemingly it's only for those who have an obli- obligation of less than seven days at a time? So, Amalei, so actually Abaya answered him, Loy says, No, actually, as we continue to talk Akulu, this halacha of making a neder more than one week requires him to be yeti, and kisubasa, is actually going on all the types of husbands. So, that the asks, but Vaha, what do you mean, even without an oath, Shish Kama, we said the sale is only obligation once every six months, so why if he takes another that for one week I'm not going to have tasks with you, then he has to divorce and give it a ksubah, when anyways he doesn't have for another five and a half months? So, that the answers, Eina Daima, you can't compare, and this Allah has said in the context of a fast, but the metaphor applies to all different areas. You can't compare Misha pas pas Basali, someone that has bread in his basket, with Misha Pasali, pas Basali, someone that does not have bread in his basket. So therefore, even if someone's fasting, but if he knows he could eat, it's much easier than someone knows he cannot eat. So too over here, that if he doesn't take an oath, so she's still thinking and anticipating for her husband, and maybe he's going to come home earlier. But now, once he makes a, makes a nether, so she's not anticipating anymore, and then already a week is that much more difficult, and even if generally it's only once every six months, but at least she could hope, here she cannot, because she knows she can, he cannot, because of the nether, and therefore, even for the sailor, it's yet be nixubasa. Now, a related question the Gemara brings, only Rabba Barav Khan Labaya. If Hamar, if someone was a donkey driver when he married his wife, and then he becomes a camel driver, what's Salach? In other words, is he allowed to go ahead and promote himself, or get a better job as a camel driver without his wife's permission? In other words, Would she prefer that he now makes that much more money because of the camel driver income is much more? Or would she prefer the aina Because what happens is the obligation of a chamar is once a week, but a gamal is that much longer, meaning she has to wait that much longer because he goes to further distances. What would she prefer? More money, but less time with him and intimacy? Or would she prefer more intimacy and therefore less money and therefore he cannot go ahead and take this job without permission? So he answered A wife prefers a small measurement, which is a measurement of kav, of wheat, and spending time with her husband, master a from even getting 10 kavan, 10 times the amount of income, where she becomes wealthy or precious, but then she has to abstain from him. And therefore, he cannot just become a camel driver if he was a donkey driver, because of the time that she's going to be losing now from the obligations of intimacy of the obligations of Bia that he has as a camel driver, which is less than that of a donkey driver. Now the mishnah continues to say, The sailors are Ahas Lashish chadashim, once every six months. That's the, that's the opinion of That That's what it says in the Mishra. Amar Breen, Amar Rabi, this is Allah Kibliyaz, Allah Kifal, that depending on the type of a person, what category he fits in, to what his obligations are, in regards to the Kibliyaz. Now, however, Amarav Admar Ava Amarav, he says that as the Mishnah points out, no, that Zudivir Ablyazer. This is only the opinion of Ablyazer, which is the certain times of obligations of Aina and how long can one go out without permission. Where we said that the students could go out to learn yeshiva without permission for thirty days, but not more than that, because then they can be taken away from time spent with their wife. So that's only the opinion of Yazr. But he says, but the sages, they argue, and they say, They say that the students could go out to learn Torah for two and three years without permission of their wives. It's their option that they could do. Now, The Rav says, The students in our generation, they rely they rely on his interpretation that he said, that the Chacham argue, and therefore they go out without permission for that long Go ahead and learn, even though the wife is not okay with that. Now, however, the avdi uvda, what he says is that th- what they're doing is when they're passing the halacha th- for themselves, meaning with this interpretation of how long they can go out without permission but the wife is benav with paying with, for, with their lives, as the Gemara illustrates. As we find by Rabbi Chumi, he would always learn in front of Now, it was his custom. That he would always come home every Yom Kippur. Now Yoimakad Meshachdish one day, his learning he got engrossed in his learning, and he was drawn into his learning. Now Masahi his wife was anxiously anticipating, waiting for him to come home. And she was saying, hashta, now he's gonna come, now he's coming, and Loyasa, and he didn't come. So Khalash Daita, so she became despaired, and achiz dimasama, and a tear dripped down from her eye the Gemara tells us that he was sitting in an upper story and that upper story caved in beneath him and he passed away. Again, we find that this, that although one is going away and, and they would rely on this lenient interpretation, but at the cost of their lives because of the obligations they have for their wives and because the wife was despairing over here, that cost him his life. Now the Gemara asks, When is it of the conjugal obligations of Talmudic scholars. So I'm going to read the Mishmur. He says, It's every Friday night. Which, that's because it's a night of, of delight, and of rest, and pleasure of the body, and therefore that's the perfect time for an of Acham. I think Mark quotes a Pasuk in Tehillim that says, Asher Which this is how the Sefer Tehillim starts off in Parak Alev, which talks about a, that the tzaddik is like a tree that's planted on the, on the stream where the fruits are given in its appropriate time. Now, Amrav Yehuda, Ve'item, and some say was Ve'item, some say Nachman, that says, What's that a reference to? What's the pre of a Chacham? That's someone that has the cohabitation on Friday nights, which is the appropriate time of a Chacham. Now, the continues illustrating this haloch of a and his obligations towards his wife. Yehuda b'Reid Ribchiah, Yehuda the son of Ribchiah, Chasna Ribyani was the son of Ribyani. He went and he sat in the yeshiva of Rav. Every Friday night, he would come home. As we said, that's the time of when one would normally have uh, his obligations of tashmish to his wife. When he would come home, have they would see in front of him a pillar of fire. Now, one day he was very engrossed in his learning. Now, once the family didn't see that sign of the pillar of fire, knowing that he's coming home, so his father his father said to the family, turn over his bed, which is the custom by mourners, where they have to turn over the bed, meaning to say that he died. He said, because if Yehuda was still alive, he wouldn't nullify his that This was by him something that just as important as his learning, was his conjugal obligations to his wife of every Friday night. Now that the Gemara says, Haviyah, this was the equivalent of what it says in the Pasin in Kishgaga kishkogah lifne ashalat. Like an error that goes out from in front of the ruler, meaning when the tzaddik says a curse, although he didn't mean to, but he's saying obviously he's dead, because or else he would have came home, sabinach navsheh, and therefore he passed away. So although he really wasn't dead, but because he said that, that caused him to pass away. Again, illustrating the obligations of one that one has to one's wife regarding intimacy. Another story, Rebbe libre. was involved in for his son to get him married to the daughter of Beiribchia, to of the household of Rebchia. Now, Kimati Ksuba. When it came time to write the Ksuba, Dervisa." So the girl passed away. So I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe said Maybe that there was some type of a blemish over here. In other words, that it wasn't an appropriate match, and that's why the girl passed away. So, you see, so they sat down, and they checked into the, the lineage of the families. Now they found that the Rebbe came from Shfati ben Avital, who was a son of David HaMelech, because Avital was the name of the, one of the wives of David. Rebbe came from Shimi, who was the brother of David, and that was the Psul. Because since Rebbe was from Malchus, David, so the daughter that comes from Shimi wasn't appropriate for his son because she wasn't a daughter of royalty. She was only uh, from the brother of David. So, so he went and he was mashadach, he made a for his son from the daughter of Reb ben Zimra. So they, they set time for him to learn in yeshiva 12 years before he even goes ahead and consummates the relationship of getting married. Now, however, Ahlifua, they went and they passed the girl, who was the one that they were reading the Shidduch Fem, in front of him, in front of the Chassan. So, he said to them, I know you promised me that I could learn 12 years in Yeshiva before we go ahead and I marry her, but a HaShishnan, let it be just six years. Now, Ahlifua, came. they passed the girl, which is going to be his future wife, in front of him again. So, he said to them, Ichnes v'hadur ezel you know what, let me first consummate the relationship, and then I'll go off to learn yeshiva. Now the Gemara says, He's embarrassed from his father. He was, he was, he had the opportunity to learn without ever having married 12 years, paid for in yeshiva, and here it is, they passed the girl in front of him two times, and suddenly he wants to marry her right away. So Amalai says, so Father said to him, said, don't worry, B'ni, my son, Das ko'intche yeshbach. You, you're thinking like your creator. Your creator said the same thing. First he said that he's going to have a schuppah much later. And then, because of his endearment to his bride, he ended up doing it right away. As we find, originally, Hashem says in Sefer Shmois, which is in the Shira of Az Yashur, that I'll bring them and I'll, I'll plant them in the mountain of your heritage, the the place of your, of your resting. Meaning that Hashem said that he's first going to bring the Jewish people to Israel, and then he's going to build a home with them, he'll build the base of Mikdash. What does it say at the end in Shuma, Make for me a temple and, and I will dwell amongst you. And this was in the midbar, in the desert. So although he promised to going to be much later, he wanted it right away. And therefore, he's saying, Don't worry, you're just like Hashem, where Hashem also said he's going to marry the Jewish people at a later point in time. And because of his great endearment for them, he did it right away. So, it tells us that. So, he got, he consummated the relationship. He went to learn 12 years in yeshiva in, the, in yeshiva of rab. Now, at the by the time he came back, his wife was ready in Nakara, She was sterile. And the reason is, the Gemara says elsewhere that it's normal for a woman that's for 10 years without her husband to become sterile. So, I remember, Rebbe said, hey, what should we do over here for his son? Nigrusha, if he's going to divorce her now because he can't have children from her, so they're going to say this poor woman that she waited for nothing? So if he should marry another woman, so at least he could have children from their other wife. So Yemu, they're going to say, oh, this woman is his wife, where he has children from, and this is just his harlot, this is the woman that he just has relations with, which again is inappropriate. So, so he beseech mercy for her, and she was healed. Again, illustrating this idea about the obligation of, that a person has to his wife. Now the Gemara says that, Reb bin ben have a causal went to learn in the yeshiva of Rav. Now, Now, at the end of the days of the chuppah of the of the, the Rav ben Yechai. At the end of, of the sheva brachos of Rabbi Yai. ben Yechai. Now, amale. So Chananya was on his way to yeshiva. So Rav ben Yechai told him, adas, but don't Wait for me until I come with you. My 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 sheva my chuppah is almost over. My days that I that I'm supposed to celebrate with my new wife, and I'm going to go back with you to the yeshiva." So the Gemara tells us that He didn't wait for him. You don't wait and it's time to go to yeshiva. You go, and whoever wants to come could come later. Now, also Yosef trace So he went and he sat and he learned yeshiva for twelve years in the yeshiva of rab. Now at the time he came back, ishtanu the streets in his hometown. Had already changed because they already built new different buildings in the city, and and the alleyways in the past that he knew about were already blocked off. He didn't know how to. He didn't know how to get to his house. So also in So he sat there, and he sat by the by the by the riverfront. So he heard regarding a certain girl that they called her Bas Bas The daughter of Chachinoy Mali kulsech come and go. So Amaseh said, "Oh, Shemah mina, It's obviously our girl, because he was calling; they were calling her after his name, the daughter of him." So, so he went after her. So when he finally followed her to home, his wife was sitting and was sifting flour. Dal So she lifted up her eyes and she saw him. And this is after twelve years of not having seen him. So savi liba. So her heart saw. In other words, that. This was a very sudden uh, fright to her heart that this is, this is the realization before she cognitively was able to get it. Her. her heart realized that this is her husband. And Ucha, her spirit jumped and flew out and she had a heart attack and she died. So he said in front of Hashem, Rabbi master of the world, Aniyah, Zu, This poor woman, this is her reward that her husband learns 12 years in Yeshiva and he comes back and then she dies? So he beseeched mercy for her, and again, as in the previous story, and he brought her back to life. So Neymar brings related discussion that Reb Chama Bar Bisa, Ozzel Yosef Trey he also went learned, and learned 12 years in yeshiva. Now Kiyosu, when he came back home, so Amma, he said, I'm not going to do the same thing Ben-Chachinoy did, where he came home suddenly and he caused such a trauma and a fright and that his wife passed away. So Ayel, Yosef bin Midrashi, came and he sat in the Beis Medrash, in, in the city. And Shalach Lebes, sent a message to his wife to let her know that, that he's home and he's in the Beis Medrash. Now, Aser, his son, came and sat in front of him, which his father didn't recognize, and this is already 12 years later. He could have been 7 and 12 years later, he's 19, has no recognition whatsoever. Now, Habakamash, he was asking him questions of what he was learning. So Chaza, so he saw regarding his son, that he was very sharp in his learning. So he 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 had a, he had a Khalisha sadas. He became despaired, and Omer he said, "If I was here, when I left my son who was young and I went away to learn yeshiva, if I would have been here, I would have taught him, and then have a lizerah. I would have had children that was as smart kihai as this person. And because I went away to learn yeshiva, I wasn't able to make my son as sharp as this young boy." Now, so he went home, because it wasn't frightening for his wife, he already notified that and here. And then his son came into the house. So he got up in front of his son. He thought that this young Talmud scholar, who was obviously very bright and learning, wanted to ask him a question of learning. So his wife told him, Is there a father who gets up for his son? Ah, he realized that this was his son. So, currently, Ram Me said regarding this phenomenon, a King says, The three twined thread, Leib doesn't get undone so easily because it's very tight now because it has three times around the same thread. That's a reference to Rab who is Benisha Ab who was Bar Bisa, was the son of Bisa, again, because of the the grandfather was a Tamaric scholar, and the son, and then the, now the grandson. This is, a, this is the, the pusig of that, this is something that doesn't get undone so fast because of that. When one is, has three generations, this is something that has a key, that has a last.